Happy Monday morning to you folks. This is Scott, and welcome to the Footyball Podcast, where we talk about FBS Power 5 footyball games each week and focus on wins and losses. If you're like me, married, kids, pets, work, mortgage, student loans, savings, college to pay for in the future, you have little to no time to watch all the footyball you want, nor the funds to bet on it. That's why we focus on the wins and losses. I'm an armchair fan, just like you. All right, today's sponsor, ooh, we have another word sponsor. The word please. Yep, it's that fucking word my oldest daughter will never, ever, to the point of extreme frustration, say. And yet, that rebellious attitude makes me love her even more. The word please. This was a fantastic week of the football. I mean, unbelievable. This is also why I don't gamble. <laughs> 15 for 15. Or, I'm 15, 15 for 30, 15 and 15, depending upon how you say that correctly. I'm 500 for the weekend. I thought going into this weekend, I was like, man, I, I think I picked perfect. <laughs> right. This is why I don't. This is this is why I don't gamble. Okay. Um, there's a lot. There are some themes I want you to kind of gravitate towards. Never lose hope. Turnovers matter. Okay. All right. Let's dig into the first uh, the Pick'em games first. These ten games. Uh, Georgia Southern going out to James Madison. Um, all right, James Madison should be ranked now. They're not. Um, I didn't watch the game. Again, keep in mind here, I've got a day job. I've got I've got three daughters. I've got two dogs. I've got a guinea pig, got a rabbit, and we've got a Venus flytrap, which reminds me, shit, i got to feed that thing today. Um, so if you're not a Power 5 team, like, I'm, I, I'm just, I, I don't, have, like, I'm only one guy, right? So... I picked James Madison. James Madison won. Um, they're not bowl eligible because they just moved from an FCS to an FBS conference, and so they have to take a year. There's some rule there that says they can't they can't do it unless there are not enough bowl eligible um, teams. So then they're then it comes into some like ranking order, and apparently these guys would be like first on the list. So okay, uh, first game I called wrong. Marshall at Georgia State. Uh, go Georgia State. Um, I, I don't know. Again, I didn't, I didn't watch this one. If you want to go look at it, uh, just add it to the list of things I called wrong this weekend. Next, we got NC State going to Duke. Uh, the model was wrong. Duke didn't win by 13. They won by 21. <laughs> so Duke's backup quarterback, Bellin, um, I'm reading did well. I'm, I'm hearing a couple other folks say he did well, but I, you know, I'm just looking at straight stats. Like I'm not seeing it. Four of 12, 107 yards. Two touchdowns and interception. That doesn't sound stellar, but he, you know he did average you know almost nine yards per completion. Um, and then NC State's backup quarterback, um, MJ Morris, was twenty-four for 40, 193 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Um, both teams had about the same total yards, but NC State's last three drives were turnover on downs. So they were under, they were behind. I mean, and they were trying really hard, and they just couldn't get it so kudos to duke's defense for make you know keeping them out of those fourth down conversions so um uh, also the one interception um that nc state made led to a duke touchdown okay um keep in mind duke's starting quarterback leonard is expected to return when i i, I don't know um but i'm hoping it soon but I, I think they're doing well with their backup still um nc state's backup quarterback right this guy um Oh, I just had his name written down somewhere. Uh, not important. This is not, like, their backup quarterback is not in because their starter got injured, right? Starter was benched for poor performance. It just wasn't wasn't going well. Um, so, I don't know. Things aren't really looking good for NC State. They doesn't, when they figure it out, they'll do better. But, I, I like, I just, we just got to see if they can figure out. Like, things are there. Uh, but, I don't know. I don't know. Seasons were, like, halfway through, right? Duke, like, you're looking good moving forward. So, you know. Keep going, Blue Devils. All right. Mizzou at Kentucky. I called this one, but I was scared. I was squ- I was quite scared that Mizzou was going to lose this one. So thank you for playing well in the fourth quarter, Mizzou. Um, 
they did, Mizzou did the opposite of what happened last week. Um, if you remember last week, LSU came back to win. Here, Mizzou came back to win. So, so, so good. Um, Kentucky had three turnovers, only led to two field goals. So good job on their defense for keeping Mizzou to just two field goals there. Um, biggest play had to be when Mizzou faked a punt that resulted in a touchdown. It's not that Mizzou got the first down and then they got a touchdown. No, Mizzou got a touchdown off of that fake punt. Um, look it up. It's it's on the line somewhere. Um, so I feel I'm looking at these two teams, and what I was saying is um, last week before the game, <clears throat> two that are overperforming, right? Better exceeding expectations, right? It's your annual review at the office. You've got, you know, one through five, three being meets expectations. These guys are like, are they a four or are they a five, right? Mizzou seems to be a five. Kentucky seems to be a four. When the rubber met the road, Mizzou's got better rubbers, okay? Um, both teams have a typical SEC schedule remaining where they've got very difficult games. They're likely not going to win, but then they have those ones you just, you just don't know unless it's Vandy. Like, Vandy is the only surefire win, um, and neither of them have Vandy left. One of them played Vandy already, but neither of them have Vandy left, okay? Um, so we got that one right. Thank you, me. Um, next, Kansas at Oklahoma State. Okay, so called this one wrong. I had Kansas, Oklahoma State won. So I guess Oklahoma State is going to play well from here on out. It's going to be here from here on. Like, who knows? That's what I don't like about Oklahoma State. That's what I don't like about some of these programs. Like, what the hell are you going to do? Like, I'm not hearing about injuries. I'm not hearing about coaching changes. But is there something going on? Is there locker rooms? Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to compete at these levels. So, you know, things that are not your athletic prowess that get in the way of you competing at the level and the <clears throat> and the capabilities that you have is just kind of beyond me sometimes. Anyway, um, let's see. Oh, Oklahoma State's run game uh, did very, very well. They put up about, gosh, yard and a half more per carry this weekend than they had any other weekend. Um, about 218 yards rushing. Um, Kansas still using their backup quarterback, Jason Bean. Uh, I thought had a great game. 23 made completed 23 out of 34 passes 410 yards five touchdowns two interceptions that led to two field goals right um what they have both teams have left uh both are away um at ou at oklahoma um but the rest of their games are very winnable so i'm looking for these two to end towards top of the big 12 um not like in the championship but towards top all right usc at notre dame um this is what I thought would have happened. Notre Dame came in, or actually USC came in, and Notre Dame dominated them. It's home game for Notre Dame, right? Oddly enough, though, it wasn't because the USC defense, right? I, I didn't think it was going to be the USC offense that would struggle this much, but really, I attribute this to how well Notre Dame's defense did, okay? Um, remember, like, before this, like, people were wondering, like, what's going on with the USC? Prior to this, like, their schedule's not strong. The best team they played so far was Arizona, um, which has clearly been stepping up lately. And now I'm kind of wondering if the loss to Mississippi State, which I've been holding over their heads, was the anomaly. And this is now the Arizona we can expect. But I'll talk about Arizona later. Anyway, um, in the end, I think a few things happened with this loss. USC lost the game. They lost the ability to get into the Pac-12 championship. They lost the Heisman for their Heisman front runner. Um, and then they lost the illusion that they were going to do well this year. So that's what's going on. In the end, what I would like to see is them become bowl eligible and play the other USC team, University of South Carolina, from the other side of the country, USC versus USC, Trojans versus Cox, right? Is it going to be the Cox over the Trojans or the Trojans over the Cox? I know how my health teacher told me to do these things uh, growing up, but you know, I think that would be... Despite the joke, right? You've got Rattler for South Carolina. You've got Williams for uh, Southern California. Like two teams that are nothing but their quarterbacks. Let's get these two together. Let's see what see what kind of magic we can make happen. All right, another game that I called wrong: Miami at North Carolina. I had Miami wah, wah, wrong. Not just wrong, but like like really wrong. Um, I watched the game, most of it. Um, it was tough. We had about eight or so screaming third grade girls running around the house. My, my middle daughter just turned nine. So we had, I guess, the thing to do 
at their school and this great now is have friends over and they just kind of do a craft. You watch a movie, you play games, and apparently you take shit tons of popcorn and candy and you throw it all over the backyard. And then I had to go out and clean it all up before I could let the dogs out because <laughs> don't really want I don't really want to see what's going to happen after they eat a couple of Snickers. Um, <laughs> not cleaning that up. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Miami was flat. They were good, but they were just, they were, they were flat. And UN, UNC just dominated. They, they, they dominated the entire game. I, I got hopeful every now and then for Miami, but then, like, no. You could just see UNC just, if, like, Miami had, like, a good play, like, UNC came back the next few and just kind of made sure, like, no, 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 you, like, you're not going to do that this game, right? So if you remember, Miami had five turnovers last weekend against Georgia Tech, four turnovers, um, yeah, this weekend. So the problem there is only one led to points. It was a touchdown, right? But then after, like, you know, after losing to Georgia Tech, like, these other turnovers, you know, it, as long, if they don't lead to points. Like, it just, you can just see the sideline. You can just, like, almost hear the vacuum, like, turn on and just suck the life out of Miami sideline. So, hey, I, they're still a good team, right? They're out of the ACC uh, championship run because now they have two conference losses, but they're really kicking themselves about Georgia Tech now. I mean, like, so the funny thing is, I, I think they lost to Georgia Tech because they were prepping for Miami. They got it handed to them against Georgia Tech. And then the game they were actually prepping for, they wound up losing because of the loss of the pre. Like, it's just, yeah, you know, sometimes it kind of makes your head want to explode um, and implode at the same time. So, whatever. Like, Miami's still good. I'm, I'm not going to back down from that. They just, they need another season. Um, UNC, still good. Um, and they're going to do well this season. They've, I, I mean, people are now talking. UNC, can they can they finish it out? Can, can they win the ACC championship? Are they going to be? Um, playoff eligible. Mm, maybe. Let's see. All right. UCLA going out to Oregon State. Called this one. Yay. Very happy with that. Love my beeves. All stats are fairly even, with the exception of three turnovers by UCLA, resulting in 17 points for the beeve. Whew. I didn't watch this one. Um, but what I'm reading, what I'm hearing, Oregon State did a great job with their offense. Not just the pass game, not just the run game, but using both the pass and the run game. Three field goals on top of four touchdowns. Um, Corvallis, what I'm hearing, um, Corvallis, Oregon, not an easy place to play in unless you're the home team, right? Uh, the remaining schedule for Oregon State is Arizona, Colorado, Stanford, and then Washington and Oregon. Oof, that's that's going to be tough. UCLA has Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, USC, and Cal. Let's see. Like, it's that it's that last remaining little bit. And then that Oregon State loss to Washington State might come back and just bite them in the bite them in the ass. All right. AM losing in Knoxville against Tennessee. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet because I'm gonna have a special segment, <laughs> special just for you. Another like Jimbo rant, like at the end. Um opening drive for AM was perfect. And then, like, there were just some, it was like whack-a-mole good plays, like, like, like after that on offense, right? Overall, AM's defense did well. Um, 71 tackles, 43 solo tackles, three sacks, eight tackles for a loss. Pass defense didn't do very well, okay? Um, uh, Tennessee gave AM's offense every chance to come back. And, like, every time... We thought we weren't like the game's over. Like, nope, Tennessee like couldn't get a couldn't get a first down. Like, we just kept getting the ball back, missed the field goal. The A and M just couldn't capitalize. This. You know, Tennessee only had one offensive touchdown this whole game. So, anyway, um, we'll move on. Let's go now to Oregon at Washington. Um, I had Oregon in this one. Wah wah, another loss for me. But holy shit. This was a great game. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I watched as much of it as I could. Um, I had, you know, rabbit ears. Yes, I got rabbit ears on the TV. Rabbit ears on the TV on AM. I couldn't get my phone apps to work for Oregon, Washington. I, I, so I kept going like back and like I, I, my kids, like, kids watch the footy ball with me because they want to watch the commercials and they kept getting mad at me like daddy that's i like that commercial i'm like i don't care <laughs> like i'm flipping to the other
other game. Um, <laughs> so I, I've never watched a game on replay before, but man, I'd recommend watching this one. This was, this was good. Oh my gosh. So many good plays. So many good plays on offense and defense. Like there were a lot of yards. Okay. Um, 541 yards for Oregon, 415 yards for Washington. They're like, oh, it's a no, there's so many good defensive plays in addition to all of those yards on offense. And it and it came down to just a missed field goal by Washington to, to tie it. But, oh, my gosh. So, Dan Lanning, um, this is what all the news has been about lately. Oregon's coach, tell you, man's got some stones. All right? Like, no doubt about it. Do your balls hang low, Dan? Yep, they do. Because they're big. All right? Um, not from personal experience, right? Um, so, three fourth down attempts, 0 for 3 on all of those. And this is what, this is why he's getting all, I don't know, the hate, the questioning, like, what are you doing? But, like, I, I heard one, it was an announcer on the game. I saw the one at the end of the first half, right? They had driven, they were, I think they were on the five-yard line. And I thought I saw Oregon's quarterback hint like, hey, like, we're going to go for the field goal, right? And he looked surprised that the offense stayed out there. But, like, I, I wasn't. It was it was a chip shot, right? But they were, I, what I thought is, they were on that far left hash mark. Like, that's not a chip shot. That's a chip shot and an angle. I, I, it looked like a very low percentage field goal that could be made from, in, in my opinion, okay? Um, this is me coming into the game, turning this on, seeing this and going, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. But I, I, I applaud him for doing that. And I, I don't think the other two, like, hey, that, like, that's on him, right? But like this one, I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a hot, I don't know about Oregon's uh, field goal kicker. I imagine he's good. The rest of the damn team's so good. Um, but I don't know. It looked like a very bad angle field goal. So they went for it. They didn't get it. So anyway. All right. Next, we're going to look at Thursday night action, West Virginia at Houston. Keep hope alive. Remember that? Okay. This was a great game to start off a wonderful weekend of the footy ball, right? 42 total points in the fourth quarter between both teams, right? Not just one. It wasn't one-sided, okay? I Like, I went to bed early that night, right? Uh, turned the game off, saw that Houston was trying to save their coach's job, which, interestingly enough, if you, if you didn't know this, I never say this guy's name right. Um, Holgorsen, Holgorsen, right? Anyway, his la- he's Houston's coach. His previous job was at West Virginia, right? So this is just kind of kind of funny, um, right? But they're trying to save his job at Houston because Houston's doing horrible, right? Um, but if you didn't hear, like this, like well, he- here's how it went down for me, right? So go to bed early, you know, per the norm. Like I gotta get up and pee, you know. I know there's a game on. I'm kind of curious about it because. Like, I, I want to see West Virginia win, so I kind of turn on my phone. I normally don't do that. Turn on my phone, look at it, and I'm like, oh. About 30 seconds left. West Virginia's on the 50, down by three. I'm like, well, shoot. I picked West Virginia. Wipe away the sleepies, whatever. Kind of sit on the side of the bed. All of a sudden, like 50, 49-yard touchdown pass. West Virginia scores. They're ahead. 12 seconds left. Boom. Wipe my hands of the game, set the phone down, I go pee, come back, just give a little refresh, and the game is over, and Houston won 41 to 39. I was like, what? What the you know, and so then I so so then you go to the play so you're on the ESPN app, so then you go to the play by play, and I'm like, yeah, okay, like I didn't get this wrong. Like I like I wasn't dreaming, like West Virginia score, there was 12 seconds left. They were winning. No, Houston drove. I, I don't know. Can you call it they drove, you know, all that distance? You know, there, there was a controversial, or pseudo-controversial, like, um, unsportsmanlike conduct call against West Virginia that moved the ball up a little bit. But Hail Mary pass. Houston caught it. Boom. 
game over. Like the funny thing is, like they have this shot um, of like the Houston fans storming the field. Fans, and I, I use that that the plural of that term lightly, because when I was watching the game in the first half, uh, there was like a baker's dozen in the in the in the crowd. <laughs> so it's like highly zoomed in. You can see like details of like people's faces. We're like normally when like. Colorado storms the field when they beat Colorado State. Don't know why they did that. Um, <laughs> you know, there's just so many kids on the field that you know, it's all panned out. You can see everyone. This one's like zoomed in on like all like four of them that were there. And it was more than that. But it was that was just kind of that was funny. So, hey, you know, damn it, lost that game. But, hey, kudos to you, Houston. All right. Like, good job. Now, West Virginia, like you're really making me, you know, all season long. And I said this, I know, last week's, you know, the rest of the games uh, podcast. I was like, well, all right, West Virginia, I'm having to rethink you because, you know, the teams that you beat that were like, oh, wow, like this is this is good. And the teams that you lost, you're like none of them are doing as well now. So, and now you lose to Houston. I don't know. I get it was on the road. I know the coach's job is on the line, but I don't know. Like, no, I'm just, uh, just add it to the list. Okay, Stanford at Colorado. As you might have heard, most people went to bed at halftime with a score at 29-0 Colorado. Um, and I said, Stanford has nothing going for them. And they didn't have anything going for them in this game. But it turns out there's the one thing that I forgot about, and that's complacency from Colorado, right? Stanford won. I don't know. Hey, you want to see an amazing catch? Like search, search the online, search the internet thing, and uh, just search for Stanford catch to beat Colorado, and it's just, it's awesome. I'm not, I'm not going to describe it to you. It's just, it's impressive, but it's luck, like all wrapped together into one. And this is how Stanford wins the game in the second overtime. So whatever. Uh, all right, Saturday games. Now we're going to look at just the ACC. Syracuse at Florida State. Florida State is good, right? Florida State is going to be in the ACC championship unless something just catastrophic happens, right? Syracuse, you have a very winnable remainder of the of 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 your schedule. Um, Florida State, you, like you have difficult games, but like you should win all of these, okay? So both of you should win out the rest of your the rest of your um rest of your season. You should both Florida State, you should be in the ACC championship if you win there. Um, you, we should be talking about you for the college football playoff. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, Syracuse, like, you're out of both of those, but, like, you're going to get to a good bowl game. Like, good job, Florida State. Like, it, it this wasn't even, like, a, a matchup. All right, Wake Forest at Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech wins. I, I call that. Thank you very much. It's, like, one of my few wins. Like, let's celebrate that. Um, I don't know. Virginia Tech had, like, all the stats. Like, everything was in their favor. Like, they had better offense. They had better defense. They had better rushing. They had better passing. They had better, like, like it's all there, including the score, right? Um, so, like, Virginia Tech, like, you you might be able to get to six wins. Like, I don't know how the hell you're going to pull this out, like, after the season you've had. But, I don't know. Like, Wake Forest, like, I don't see it happening, okay? Like, you're going to probably end a blast in the ACC. But, I mean, Virginia Tech... Okay, like, let's keep it going. Uh, Louisville at Pitt. Okay, so, if you remember, um, on, yeah, one of my podcasts last week, I said, Pitt, and here, I'm, I'm quoting from my notes, Pitt does not have a chance other than they have underperformed all season, so why not show up and play the weekend? I just ignore them flat out. Well, guess what Pitt did? They showed up. I'm So I'm 100% eating my words. I'm like eating the words. I'm saying like, Pitt, you don't have a chance in hell. But actually now you do because I don't believe in jinxes, but like I like I jinxed it. And I, you know, what? Ah, that, whatever. So like, whatever. Louisville, you had a hand, like you weren't winning flat out, right? Like you had the, at halftime, like you were doing well. I, I would have preferred Pitt like how I had seen the game going was like the score being about where there was, but Pitt only having seven to 10 points instead of having 14 points at halftime. But whatever, if Pitt had 14, I think Louisville had seven, like whatever. But like you came out and did nothing the second half, right? And you just 
like you don't and like Louisville, you don't have a difficult ACC schedule. Like you don't of all the ACC teams that were competing for the ACC championship game. Like you had the easiest road there. Now you're not going to get there. So, um, and you know what, what I'm hearing, um, I haven't read much about it. Um, is that Louisville lost the game more than Pitt won the game. Pitt, what I didn't realize, had a backup quarterback in. And again, a lot of folks will talk about they love backup quarterbacks. Like, backup quarterbacks are their fave. So, guys that are just on the bench all of a sudden come out and just win shit. Well, good job, Pitt. You did it. Um, Another game that I called wrong. Iowa State at Cincinnati. I thought Cincinnati was going to be able to do well at home. Um, again, another statement I lobbed out there last week, Cincinnati may not be good at all. And well, like now we know like, yeah, they're not like, there we go. Oh, and by the way, I'm in the big 12 now in case you don't know your conferences. So that's fine. Like I, no judgment here. Right. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, Cincinnati may not be good at all. And yeah, now we know that to be true. So it, like, you're not going to get, unless you're Iowa, like, you're not getting very far with 214 yards in total offense, two turnovers, right? Um, yeah, anyway, but we, we, we can talk about Iowa here in, in a bit. That's unreal, too. Um, Iowa State is now 1-2 and two on the road. I Like, I I said, hey, maybe they're not very good on the road. No, they're 0-2. Now they're 1-2, right? Um, and they still have a chance to make a bowl game. So go Iowa State. Go Cyclones. Go for it, right? Uh, BYU at TCU. I I can't figure TCU out. You know what? I like I I don't know what's going on TCU. Hey, you know what? Your mascot makes no sense. Your season makes no sense. Like go fornicate yourselves, right? Like and congratulations on the win, right? I don't know. I I I, I tweeted on the Twitter like during this game. I was like, did BYU like fly in that morning? Like they did. And I when I say nothing, I I mean these guys were asleep. I didn't. I, I didn't watch the game, okay? But I'm just watching the score. I'm watching. The, I'm reading the play-by-play. Like they, they put up nothing. This was easy game, totally easy game. <sighs> so whatever. Okay. Uh, last Big Twelve game: Kansas State at Texas Tech. Um, let's see. Nine months from now, let's see how many pregnant Red Raiders we get because Red Raiders lost, and I thought they were going to win. Home game, Lubbock. Like, weird happens in Lubbock, right? Um, as I'm reassessing West Virginia to maybe be a little, like, they were bad, then I started making them good. Now I'm kind of putting them, like, middle to bad again. Oklahoma State, reassessing you. Yeah, I put you in bad. Now you're kind of getting the middle upper good. Oh, but you know what? Like, Kate State, though, like, this is where I, this like, this is what I thought you were going to do, okay? All right? Like, this is, like, I, I don't have it in front of me. I don't know why I didn't put it in my notes. I'm wondering how and why I had K-State, like, thinking K-State was not going to do well. They lost to somebody. Hold on. You know what? Like, screw this. I'm pulling this up. You guys can just deal. Oh, they lost to Oklahoma State. That's what it was. Lost to Oklahoma State, but now I'm, like, ramping Oklahoma State up. So I guess K-State and Oklahoma State are going to be, you know, not in the Big 12 championship game, but you know, up there. So whatever. All right. So problems though with tech is you're now on your third quarterback, right? I I actually had to write this out to make sure I, like I had it correct. Morton starter gets hurt a lot. That happened again. Shuck, which isn't spelled that way, but I believe it's pronounced Shuck keeps coming in for Morton as he keeps getting hurt. So Shuck keeps not getting the starting job over Morton. Um, So, you know, but he keeps getting a lot of playtime in, so good for him. Now, Shuck gets hurt with a shoulder. Now, Strong came in. Hey, second time. Second drive for Strong, 99 yards, touchdown. Then he throws three interceptions. So, yeah, anyway. All right, Big Ten action. And, well, again, nothing really matters in the Big Ten least in the division we care about, the East, until November. So, whatever. All right. Indiana at Michigan. Indiana, thank you for showing up. Ohio State at Purdue. Purdue, thank you for unlocking the stadium. 
Um, Massachusetts, UMass, the Minutemen, homecoming weekend. I think it was a lot of homecoming around the Big Ten. Um, I, guess, I don't know. I mean, I went to A&M, Texas A&M, but I, like, I don't know. Like, we didn't do homecoming growing up. I, I, don't, I, I still don't get it. Um, uh, but UMass going to Penn State. Um, yeah, homecoming weekend. Hey, if, if you want a guaranteed win for homecoming, <clears throat> some other Big Ten teams that didn't win and it was your homecoming, um, you know, you, 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 you invite in UMass. Pay them, come in, give them their check. I don't know. Maybe they stuck around for a minute afterwards, right? Because they, they didn't really stick around for a minute on the field. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, homecoming, couple of parties, get out, meet some Penn State girls, you know. Guys, you know, whatever. No judgment. Whatever floats your boat. But yeah, thanks for showing up, UMass. Take your check. Go home. Uh, Michigan State at Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers! Giving Sparty some hope there. All right. They almost got the win. Um but you, you you came back. I didn't I didn't get get a chance to watch this. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Rutgers. You like you came back for the win. Great. Um, next up for though uh, for you, Rutgers is Indiana. And you know, not gonna say anything, but yeah, you should win. And you're bowl eligible, right? Like you're going bowling, right? That's awesome, Sparty. You need a miracle, a couple of natural disasters and the return of the plague to become bowl eligible. So just keep doing whatever it is you can do. Uh, yeah, I called all those. Yeah. Now let's go to the Big Ten games I didn't call correctly. Illinois at Maryland. I had Maryland. Nope. Illinois. Maryland, you blew it. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it. A missed field goal with, in the fourth with about two and a half minutes left, and you missed. And then what did Illinois do with as time expired? They made their field goal, thus breaking the tie, and yeah, you lost. I don't know, Terps. Like, I wouldn't call Illinois bad, but I wouldn't call Illinois good. I really still think you're better. The stats, everything was even Steven, we'll call it, right? Like, it's not perfectly, you know equal but like it was a close game i again didn't watch it but maryland like you like you really were looking stellar hey you're still you're 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 gonna be bowl eligible like it's gonna be good but like you really blew it against this one all right now here's the one that i iowa at wisconsin i called wisconsin and no like you can just you can just search for Iowa Wisconsin stats and you're just you're going to be mesmerized. Okay? The highlight of the game, Iowa's quarterback actually completed two passes to a wide receiver. Why is that important? If you haven't listened to me before, if you haven't listened to anyone else, I I think Iowa's cuz they're on their backup quarterback, right? Not that it matters cuz they're like they don't throw. Like in the pre, I think the previous game, they didn't even have a pass attempt to a wide receiver. This game, they actually had two completions to wide like 17 yards. Like Kudos. So how they beat Wisconsin is like beyond me. Like the stats are one-sided in favor of Wisconsin. Defense is 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 kind of even, right? The best stats of the game are the punting. The punting game. Wisconsin, eight punts. 343 yards total punting. Eight punts, 343 yards. The only thing that's going to top that is Iowa had 10 punts. Forget this, 506 yards. Iowa, you're going to win the Big Ten West because the Big Ten West this season sucks, okay? I can't do what any player in the Big Ten West can do, right? Take the weakest, wimpiest player, probably a placeholder or a punter or a kicker, and, like, they're going to kick my ass in a fight, right? Like, but, my gosh, like, the whole, and as far as, like, college football conferences go, you guys are horrible, all right? Iowa, your next four games are home games. Minnesota should be a win. Northwestern should be a win. Rutgers, they might give you some grief. I don't know. And Illinois, like, like we'll see. Illinois just pulled it out against Maryland, but no, like, 
And your, your final game's on the road at Nebraska. Nebraska's not doing much either. Hey, Iowa, like, and, and, and then we get into the conversation of like, okay, so Iowa's in the Big Ten Championship. Like, it's going to be, you know, I, I think it's going to be Michigan, but like it, like it could be Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. All of them should demolish Iowa, but this is college football. Anything freaking happens, right? Like, if Iowa wins, are they in? Mm. Especially if they win against Penn State after getting demolished by Penn State. Oof, that's that's rough. All right, in the Pac-12, um, yeah, let's get into it. Cal at Utah. Um, Utah's defense shut down Cal's offense. Like that's that's what it came down to. It. Um, I called this one. This is exactly how I thought it was going to go, and that's. That's what happened. Um, I, this is a long episode. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave this one at that. Um, Arizona at Washington State. Oh, okay. So Arizona, you're now a legit mid, you know, above 500, above middle of the road, like Pac-12 team. Um, they shut down the Cougars at home after beating Oregon State. Like Washington, so after Washington State beats Oregon State, like they they've lost to two teams. Two teams that were under the radar. So UCLA and then Arizona. So, okay, and we're, we're realizing how much better UCLA's defense is. We're realizing, okay, Arizona is like, we all saw that loss to Mississippi State. We just wrote them off. Like me, like I 100% wrote them off. And, okay, like I was wrong. Arizona, like you're not going to the Pac-12 championship. I mean, no, um, neither is UCLA, but... You're 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 gonna do and you're gonna spoil. You can you have the opportunity to spoil a lot of seasons. So do it because this is what I love about college football. Um. Anyway, all right. SEC. Um. Got four here. So again, Georgia going to Vandy. Thank you, Vandy. Um. Oh, hey. You know what, Vandy? You broke the streak of no touchdowns against Georgia. It was something like. Seven years, or I don't know. It was, it, again, another thing you can look up on the internet, like, um, because I forget the record. I didn't write it down. I didn't research it. Um, but I kept hearing people talk about it. Like, yeah, Vandy hadn't even scored an offensive touchdown against Georgia, and oh gosh, it had been a long time. So good job, um, Arkansas at Alabama. Damn it, Alabama! Just what the uh But. Arkansas does this, okay? You know, and this is something I should have actually pulled up. Let me see if I can talk and search at the same damn time, okay? Um, Arkansas has a very, very strong, I can't, I'm not going to say very 50 times just to pass the time, um, but they've got a history of losing all the conference games, right? They're just losing everything and doing so by one one score right so lost to BYU by 7 lost to LSU by 3 lost to AM by 12 lost to Ole Miss by 7 lost to Bama by 3 this is what arkansas does they don't give up they keep coming back um but they also keep losing so how they get over how do they get over that hump is it is it is it a bad start is it like Right? Like when I think someone said if you look at the power rankings, like Arkansas is like 30th. And people like, how? Like, how? They have a win over West Carolina and a win over Kent State. Like, they beat nobody else. It's because all their losses are, you know, by one score. Yeah, one score. So it's just. Ah. You know, keep it up, Arkansas. Like, I don't know if it's coach thing. Like, I've heard a lot of, I heard a lot of podcasters hate the Arkansas coach. Like, just hate them. I don't know if it's a personal thing, or if it's just he's he's bad. Like, I, I, I don't know. I like this is something I like how coaches are doing. Other than A and M's coach, like, I really don't don't quite get it. So anyway, all right, Florida at South Carolina. Um, so it's called Cocktober, right? South Carolina Gamecocks. It's October, Cocktober. Like, great. Um. I have to bring that up with my wife later. See how she thinks about it. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, people are pissed. Like, Florida came into South Carolina. It's like, this, there's like a South Carolina, like, state fair, and apparently things get really rowdy. And, like, the fair is outside of the stadium. So not only do you have, like, stadium noise, you've got, like, Ferris wheel and, like, fair noise going on outside of the stadium. And... You know, Florida brought the Swamp Voodoo with them. Like, Rattler couldn't get it going. I thought it was just going to be Rattler running around winning. It was a close game. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I remember looking ahead at South Carolina. I didn't write it down. I looked looking ahead at South Carolina's um, remaining schedule. It's not easy. Like, I do want to see them in a bowl game against USC. Like, really, I can make the joke again and again and again and again. But I want to see... Two teams that are nothing but their quarterbacks who can throw and run, like Williams and Rattler. I want to see them go toe to toe. Like I think this would be nice, right? Maybe just have, maybe it can't just be like one on one. Like can you do one on one football? I don't know. Like maybe it can just be the two of them out there like tackling each other. I don't know. All right, last game: Auburn at LSU. Go Tigers! Not go Tigers, right? So Tigers beat. The Tigers, who also then turn around and beat the t- There's too many Tigers, okay? Come on. People make fun of AM all the time, but you know what? Like, ain't confusing our yell leaders with any cheerleaders, right? I love the yell leaders. Ain't, like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just, it's just, there's, there's no confusing, right? So LSU won. They won hands down. Auburn is going to be mid-bottom tier um, SEC team this year, so... All right, I'm going to try and make my run through the top 25 quick. So here we go. Not much changing in the top four. Georgia remains one, Michigan two, Ohio State three, Florida State four. Washington moves up two. Yes. A lot of people are like, why aren't they higher? Like, I don't like, we just have that much. We have that many good teams this year. And I, I just like... That is by far, I think, the most impressive win that anybody has had this season. But I, like, I, I don't know how you justify them going up. Oklahoma dropped one; they're at six. Penn State dropped one; they're at seven again. Washington leapfrogged those guys. Texas jumped one. Oh, because Oregon dropped one. I, like I wouldn't have dropped. Like I wouldn't have dropped Oregon at all. Such a good game. Um, but they're in the top 10. Great. Like, stay in the top 10. All right. North Carolina at 10. Okay. Like, I'm like, they're there. Uh, like, we'll we'll see. Um, Alabama uh stayed at 11. Oregon State up three um to 12. Ole Miss stayed at 13. Utah up two. Notre Dame up six. Man, we are just giving Notre Dame like a, a roller coaster. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh, Duke up one to sixteen. Tennessee up two to seventeen. A and M wasn't. Was A and M ranked? No, A and M was not ranked. And I guess they really do. I guess they do like us. <laughs> I guess they moved Tennessee up too. Uh, USC dropped eight. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they belong in the top twenty-five at the end of the season. Like, I like, like, I don't know. Um, LSU bump uh, jumped three to nineteen. Then Mizzou is finally ranked at 20. Louisville dropped seven. Um, yeah, you just... It, it, Louisville's going to creep back up because, again, they should win the rest of their schedule. Like, they don't have much that's tough. Kentucky, I think, is the last game on their schedule, and I was thinking they were going to be able to beat Kentucky, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, uh, Air Force is now ranked uh 22. Tulane is now ranked at 23. Iowa is ranked at 24. And UCLA plummets to 25. I don't know. I don't have much to say there. Uh, We'll just, there you go. Hope you enjoyed the sound of my voice during that. All right, let's talk about Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. I am a contrarian by nature. I tend to go against the grain of most A&M alum, A&M fans. Um, I still have the same high expectations. I just... I have my opinion, and it just t- it tends to, to differ, okay? A little more about me. I, I grew up in New Jersey. I got into A&M and started in 1992, okay? Um, 
culture shock was one of the many things I had to get I had to deal with. The, the the temperature, the weather, like it was just like there was a lot going on there. There was a lot for me to take in. Okay. <laughs> um, my first game at AM was Louisville. It was like middle of the season, right? Like I like I had a job. I always worked on Saturdays. Like I never understood why no one wanted to work Saturday morning and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm free to work. And they're like, you don't want to go to the football game? I was like, no, I don't want to go. And then finally, like, people are you know, talking about all this stuff. And finally, like, I go I go to the Louisville game, and I, I can remember the moment crossing the threshold. You hear the fans. You see the stadium. You see the action. And it just, it just, all, it just, the energy, everything just sucked right into me. And I, I haven't been the same since. Okay? Have not been the same since hence the podcast okay so i started in 92 i graduated 98 i call it a gentleman's six-year plan right um you know how many times since the 98 11 and 3 season we've had a 10 win season one one time, Kevin Sumlin, probably one of the worst coaches we've had, had went 11-2, and two, and that was because of Johnny Manziel. Guess what? If you didn't watch the Johnny Manziel Netflix documentary thing, watch it. And there's a theme that happened there. Again, this is, this is a one-sided story, right? Like doc, the, documentary, the documentary folks, like have an agenda and they they fulfill that agenda in this you got you got to remember that when you watch documentaries right they're not no one's going to release your documentary if they don't prove the point they were tr- <laughs> they were trying to prove um <laughs> yeah uh like the coat from what we hear from johnny is the coaching staff just said you go do it like you don't need us now he's not the norm right like he is like, i call him a freak of nature just Lots of like good natural talent, and they just kind of let it flourish, let it go. Didn't put restriction on restrictions on him, and like 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 that was that. We're not going to get that every time, okay? R.C. Slocum was the coach when I started. He was the coach until two thousand two. I, you know, things like R.C. Slocum, things like the Southwest Conference, coming from the outside in, not being like a familial, you know, A and M alum, like ingrained. Uh, a student, like I was like, we're holding on to the past. We're holding on to these, you know, I won't call RC Slocum a dime. I have, I hold RC Slocum in very high regard. Okay. But I, Southwest conference was a dead dog. I mean, and then, you know, then we go to the big 12 because the big 12 is better. We don't have to deal with, you know, what was it, like Houston and like rice or like, I, I forget all the teams that we played then. It was, excuse me, it was a fucking joke, right? Just total joke. So go to the Big 12. Yes, hope, dreams, like we're going to do this. And then, like, I think the game changed and RC didn't change with the game, right? Um, my, my opinion, okay? Um, I, I'm not a head coach for a reason, okay? All right? But we we did well, like, yeah, in some of those years. And then we started to kind of, like, die off. And I think he just, he had to go. And then, I like... We bring in Franchoni, we bring in Sherman, we bring in Sumlin, and now here we are with Jimbo, okay? Like, it almost fits Franchoni, five years, Sherman, four years, Sumlin, lasted six, good. Jimbo, here we are, year six. Like, I'm seeing a pattern, right? Who is it, uh, you know, what? like, one of the Hollywood actors, like, doesn't have a girlfriend over the age of 28 every time they, like... Or whatever that age is, every time, like, after her birthday, like, he dumps her and gets another one. Like, is, is this what we're doing? Okay. So here, I, I have re-recorded this segment, like, four times. Okay? I'm still ad and I haven't written down thoughts. I'm just, I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I hate that. Let me, let me, let me, let me go again. So let me, let me get to my damn point. Okay? We need to keep Jimbo. We are looking at... $70 million just to buy him out. Now, nothing's hit the newswire. We're not saying we're going to buy him out. It's not It's not a done deal. Like, like, But people are upset. People are pissed because he is underperforming, right? 
nine and four, eight and five, nine and one. Yay, COVID year. Um, eight and four, five and seven. And I don't know what we're looking at this year. Okay. It ain't 10 wins. All right. Somewhere in there, yeah, we extended him and gave him a raise. Fuck. I don't like I like I I I want this job, right? I underperform, you give me more money and, and more time. Whatever. Okay. $70 million is an insane amount of money. Okay. Forget the context that in college football and the return you can get with a coach that wins a national. I, I, I understand that, but you, you, you have to come back to a bit of reality here. That is an insane amount of money just to buy somebody out. Okay. I don't care if we can come up with it. Like, okay. Like I've got several hundred thousand dollars in student loans. You, 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 you want to like throw that my, like you don't have to give it to me. Just give it to my loan servicer. Right. Right. Med school is expensive. Okay, you, you want to give me that job like I went to med school in my 30s. Like I'm not going to be very good at it, but I like I, I think I can figure it out. I think I can learn to sur- surround myself with people that I should listen to and do what they say and not just go with my gut. You know, remember the thing that makes me shit myself every now and then? Yeah, not going with that. Okay, so here is an approach to look at it. If you want to fire Jimbo, let's take it on the long game, right? We don't have to announce it. Maybe we're already doing this. Great. But we need to be looking. Because every time a big program like AM fires a coach, what's the pool we have to sift through? It's not much. And so are we just getting the best that's available at the time? And we keep getting stuck with duds? Well, then we need to expand our timeline and we need to approach the hiring process differently. Okay. If I own a consulting firm that hires head coaches, I'm going to say, no, you need to jump on it now because I want my money now, right? Or do we then need to look at how we hire coaches differently because we have one, two, three, four duds? I mean, like what's the accumulated salary and buyouts and bonuses that we've shelled out to Francione, Sherman, Sumlin, and Jimbo since 2003 versus our win-loss record. Probably a pretty poor return, okay? So do we extend the hiring window and just wait him out until we find the one? Or do we assess differently because we've proven we're really bad at that? Here's another way to look at it. One of the most important things a college football coach can do is recruit. I think our sophomore class is number one in the nation or number one or two, like it's a top three. Jimbo can recruit. Can we take the 70 million? How many people can we hire with 70? I mean, I just think about this. Like how many well-paid people can we put on that sideline? to assist Jimbo. Do we give him a headset that's just disconnected? Oh, it's wireless. He's the only one with it. <laughs> can, can we surround him by people who do 100% play calling for him? He just calls the play in, right? Jimbo, you can recruit. Thank you for recruiting so well. What are you doing with these players once they get here? Other than ruining season after season for them. Some of these guys don't care. They're going on the NFL. They're making a gazillion dollars. Or they go on to the CFL or they go, they go into Europe. They, or, or, or they get degrees, they get jobs and they're, they're happy or they're, now they're getting NIL money and hopefully they're investing it wisely and they're not just drinking it um, all down and snorting it all up or, you know, like whatever. Like hopefully they're doing wise things with this NIL money, okay? So, Extend the hiring window, change the hiring process, or change Jimbo's level of responsibility. Okay? Or do we just hold his feet to the fire? Right? Like if you if you push somebody, like if they don't like you pushing them, like they're gonna push back or they're, or, or they're gonna quit, right? 
or they're just going to do so badly and then you do event like 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 there's there there's going to be there's there's that pinnacle there's that cliff moment where someone somewhere is going to fall off this cliff and you know clearly Jimbo is going to be the one who's going to be walking away with like a lot of money right <clears throat> so do we need to send him and the whole staff on like trust fall retreats you know for the next i don't know Nine months? Or, since 2003, or maybe even since before 2003, because, again, I feel we kept Slocum on far, far too long, right? Like, after 98, 8 and 4, 7 to 5, 8 and 4, 6 and 6, and then, like, and then he's gone. Like, did we keep... Is there something inherently wrong with A&M, and I'm going to call it the infrastructure of our college football program because we have what's supposed to be fantastic coaches who are very well compensated we have fantastic recruits we have fantastic players our facilities are supposed to be top five in the nation right you know we can't do anything about the location of college station but you know you're like houston is expanding north college station is expanding every direction like you're only an hour away from some parts of Houston. My mom lived south of downtown Houston. It only took me an hour and a half, two hours to get there, or two hours to get there. Um, you know, Dallas, I'm in Dallas now. It's like what, I, I guess, depending upon traffic, like two, three hours, two and a half, three hours to get there. Like, like we're close, right? And, and it's, even though it's town's somewhat in the middle of nowhere, like well, when I was there, it was like 48,000 undergrad. Now I, I hear it's like 68,000 undergrad. Like it's, it's a fantastic school with a ton of people, okay? And so with that ton of people, we've got one of the biggest stadiums in the country, some of the best facilities in the country, some of the best recruits in the country, supposedly some of the best quarterbacks in the country. And with all that combined over the last quarter century, we have not been able to perform. So... Are we going to blame that on the head coach and who they choose to surround themselves with? Or is there something deeper? Is there something worse going on here? And that's the problem. We have no, we have one Big 12, what we won the Big 12 uh, 98-99, right? Beat K-State controversial call you know but we got that touchdown right um never won the big never won the big 12 cents haven't won southeast west ever never been to the southeast conference championship haven't been to a college football playoff hey get a new year's six game every now and then great I don't think we've gotten many of those, right? What is going on, right? Can we take the 70 million, put it back into long-term fixes? This history is getting very dated where you have Coaches that are with the program for 10, 15, 20 plus years. And like there are some bad years in the beginning there, but then they have a dynasty afterwards. Can we can we do that? Can we invest in Jimbo, invest in the program, invest somewhere in AM other than just replacing someone we're not happy with with someone else we're history's proven we're eventually not going to be happy with? What's what's the better thing here? I say we keep Jimbo around. If for nothing more, we go on this long game of spending years to find his replacement. Finish out his contract, spend those last few years just looking to replace him. Who knows? Maybe in those last three years, he does so well, we extend him. And we're like, oh, I'm so happy we kept you. Or we're like, no, like you still suck. And by the way, we have someone else that, yes, finally the guy that we never thought would come available became available. And like, and here he is. I don't know. Because we have $70 million to throw around. I don't know. I, 
think there are smarter ways to spend it than just sticking another body between a set of headphones, right? Anyway, I love A&M, love my Aggies, gig them. All right, y'all, that'll do it for Scott and the Footyball Podcast. Thank you very much. This is the Week 7 Recap. You'll be hearing from me again soon. Um, Weekday games. No Power 5 weekday games this week. So, as I might get back to my normal schedule, get something out on Wednesday, get something out on late Thursday or Friday. Uh, Like, subscribe, rate, five stars, or, you know... Spinal Taps 11, like, let's do it. I'd like to give another shout-out to my sponsor, The Word Please. Yep, it's that fucking word my oldest daughter will never, ever say. But it brings, it's just that rebellious tendencies in her, and I just love her so much more for it. So, see ya.